Welcome to KafaruCast, everyone. I am one of your hosts, Aaron Snyder, and today we are going to be kicking off the uh, part one of the optics review. Uh, kind of give a brief explanation of what we're trying to do here. We, uh, Frank and I, as well as our you know friends of ours, have been able to test multiple different uh, optics from powers, meaning eight up to 15, uh, multiple different companies. We've also been able to, be able to test multiple different range finders spotting scopes, things like that. So we're going to break this down um, into different sections. And these sections will be the $1,000 price range binoculars and then the upper end or higher echelon binoculars. Um, And then we're going to break the rangefinders down into one section, the 15 power binoculars into one section, and the spotting scopes into one section. The spotting scopes, the the one section or the one part spotting scope review will be both uh, like 65 up to 95 millimeter. And what we're going to cover on this, we talked a lot about this, about how to handle this, um, you know, review. You've got so many different, um, you know, avenues to take to find the, you know, the weight of the optics, the price of the optics, the, you know, the field of view. We're not going to cover any of that because it'll just flat out take too long. What we're really going to cover is the meat and potatoes. You know, we're going to hit the optical clarity, um, resolution, just touch on that, low light performance, durability, their warranty, and how the company is as a whole, or our experience uh, as a whole has been with that company, as well as kind of, um, you know, the word on the street, so to speak. So, you know, more of a meat potatoes, kind of get to the winner and let people know or what our thoughts were and move on. Otherwise, it'll take hours to do this. Now, how we did this testing, uh, a lot of it, quite honestly, was on my back porch. Uh, so it was, we had multiple uh, tripods uh, with all the different optics set up on them so we could go back and forth. And we were able to test a lot of different things Um at the same time that generally is difficult to have that many, I say a lot of things, a lot of different optics at the same time. And that's normally pretty difficult. We would have up to 10 to 12 sets of binoculars on the back porch at one time, um, you know, rotating them on tripods. So it took quite a bit of time to get this done. Same thing with the spotting scopes. And uh, Anyway, so hopefully this is pretty helpful. Again, it's not going to be overly informational. There's so many different places to find that type of review when you're talking about the field of view and things like that. Uh, This is just going to be meat and potatoes. So hopefully you can understand that. Part one, uh, this is going to be the $1,000 price range binoculars. And we we had... uh, uh, thought about initially going with some lower end ones, even, you know, in that 500, and I'm not saying that's lower end, but $500 or less optics. But we looked through some of those and a lot of it was hard to tell any difference at all. I didn't want to take too many different optics from all these different companies. Um, you know, we didn't, we got all these for free. Um, we didn't get to keep them. We got to send them back. We got them all to use for free. So that again, thousand dollar price range, um, is this going to be this section? Uh, what we're covering, uh, which optics is the Leica Trinovid, Vortex Razor, Maven B2, Zeiss Conquest, Nikon Monarch HG, the Miopta Star, and the Steiner HX. And with these, uh, just so you know, um, 
like the Meopta Mio Star. And if I misspeak on this, I didn't do that much uh, background checking, but Meopta makes the Cabela's Euro Optics. So if I'm wrong on this, I apologize now. But I guess if I'm saying Meopta Mio Star, I'm also saying Cabela's Euro because I think they're identical. If uh, some, if I'm wrong on that, that's why I'm not. You know, I, I, I'm announcing this ahead of time. I'm pretty sure they're the exact same optic. Um, so with these optics or with these binoculars. Um, there's, there was some, um, there were certain ones that maybe have won out in, um, you know, optical, uh, clarity, uh, some that won out in low light and some out that won out in resolution. I'm not going to go over each one independently, uh, just for the simple fact it's going to take too long. Um, so our winner, uh, I'm just going to announce that right off the bat was definitely the Maven B2 in this category. Um, it was definitely at the top. Um, if not the best, one of the top two for optical clarity um, and resolution, it was the best at low light performance, um, you know, by fo- actually by far in most cases. It, it, it certainly for the price, which is about $1,000, it performed that of a optic that was, uh, you know, a few hundred dollars more. It's not quite there uh, with the, the big three, but it's pretty close. It's, it's it, you know. You, you will notice a difference if you get, uh, you know, Swarovski, the high-end Swarovski, the high-end Zeiss on a tripod and you get, especially if you know what you're looking for and you get the Mavens, but it's not much of a difference, but there, there is a little bit. So the Mavens won out um, and the, the biggest competitor those had um, in uh, low light was the Leica Trinovid. Uh, for, at least for us, or that was the general consensus. The Leica Trinovid did not perform as well as we thought it would with um, uh, resolution and, and optical clarity. It was a little bit off. Um, we 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 would say that one of the taking several notches back with the Leica was their their warranty and um, uh, with their warranty policy. Uh, I haven't had to use it. I can't say this for myself. I've had friends that have had to use it. Um, the word on the street is it's poor. That's a big problem. So that lost several points, um, you know, f- for Leica on that, uh, where Maven is on the uh, total other end of the spectrum. Unbelievable warranty, great customer service. Um, the owner's a great guy, super cool dude to talk to, um, which is, you know, those are all big bonuses. You can also customize uh, the Mavens, which some people won't care about that. Uh, you know, as far as adding flair to it, but you can put different, um, different colored, um, like, uh, like eye cups or rings or whatever. You can make different camo out of them, uh, which is pretty cool. I try to make mine a little bit brighter so I don't lose them. Um, so the Maven B2s definitely won out in this. The Leicas would normally have taken or tied for second, um, you know, as far as the optical portion, but the, um, the dealing with the company wise uh, on the warranty actually probably drops it down um, to third or fourth on the as far as the Trinovids go because it was it was truly that bad or what we had found was that bad. Uh, the next up, uh, Nikon HGs and Meoptas. Um, the HG was surprising. Um, I actually got a set of those. I, I had bought a bunch of camera gear um, or gotten a bunch of camera gear from from Nikon, and uh, they sent me a set to try out. Those are pr- getting pretty close um, to the Mavens when it comes to clarity, low light gathering. They are lighter weight. That was a bonus for the the Nikons, um, which was huge. Or, or that is nice. I mean, especially if you're backpack hunting. 
they're a great optic. Nikon's been, you know, working in the optic side of things for a long time. So the Nikons were great. Uh, the Meoptas were great as well. They they performed very well in all categories. They are heavy as sin. They're a tank. Um, and 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 the the Maven is not lightweight by any means. It's not horrible, but the the Meopta was definitely uh, a little bit bigger and a little bit heavier. So, you know, uh, again, um, trying to keep this fair because uh you know it is it is our eyes and 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 beauty and binoculars in some cases is in the eye of the beholder. Everyone's going to see or like seeing a different variation of the color spectrum. Um, some optics are going to have a more bluish um, or brighter maybe look, even though it's it's unnatural. Um, some are going to have a yellow hue or a yellow tint. Um, you know, so everybody's going to like their own thing. Um, and you'll notice that when you have at least, I mean, it really stands out when you have 10, 15 binoculars in front of you. Uh, the next was the Zeiss Conquest Vortex Razor and the Steiner HX. Um, all of those uh, performed, you know, really well. Uh, as far as, you know, picking one of those, uh, they tested so close together. I would say that um, that's going to be one of those things I think you should really go look at them yourself. Um, I, I can't speak for the Zeiss warranty. I've never had to use it. I haven't heard anything really bad or good about the Zeiss warranty at all or Steiner. I just don't have enough um, uh, data. It sounds like it's good. I haven't heard any bashing about it. So uh, with the Steiner Zeiss, with the Vortex, as everyone knows, they have a great warranty. Um, I've had a little bit of issues in the past um, with the durability of some of my Vortex. Uh, as far as a company working with, um, Mark Boardman is a guy that I you know, is a, a great friend of mine. He's a, he's he's wonderful to work with. He's a great dude. Vortex has a great warranty, and uh, you know that goes a long way as well. You know, picking out a set of optics for a thousand dollars is a. It, I mean, for a lot of people, including myself, um, it's it's a chunk of change. And so, I, I think that um, you know, when you look at the warranty, that is certainly something you want to take into consideration. And I would say the the Mavens and the Vortex are definitely. Uh, winning that race by far um, against all of the other companies I've listed. Again, I can't say for sure um, with Zeiss and, and, and the Steiners, um, just for the simple fact I haven't had to use it, but I know for a fact the Maven and the Vortex do really well. Uh, some of the other things to think about, the potential to have to use the warranty. Um, are they going to go down? Uh, are they going to you know fog up? Things like that. You don't hear... Um, any of these having major issues um, at any time, any of the optics that we're talking about. I, I can say as far as my own, you know, personal, I've beaten the living crap out of a set of Nikon HGs for the last four months. They're great. I had a set of Meoptis for quite some time in the past. Those have been bomb proof. I dropped my Mavens out of the back of a truck. They still work and um, they're fine. I know Brian had dropped his um, Vortex razors multiple times. They still work. The iCup won't come out, but I wouldn't say that's the binoculars' fault. Um, again, I, I've had a couple issues with the Vortex stuff. Uh, I had one set fog up. I did have some stuff on an iCup once, which that happens to everybody. I've got a Nikon and a Swarovski that I've had come in with um, like oil on the eyepiece, basically. So that kind of things happen. The biggest thing I want to get across, I guess, is the um, that Maven did stand out. Um, you know, the other ones, I mean, you can go take a look at all of them, but the, the Maven did perform at a, a little bit higher price range for sure. Uh, it didn't perform as a thousand dollar binocular, uh, 
if you're trying to put money on it, it definitely performed more at, uh, you know, maybe fifteen, sixteen, eighteen hundred dollar range. Uh, if, if you can, you know, trying to quantify that the, the Nikon was another big one. Um, the weight of the Nikon was pretty amazing and, um, it's a really good optic. It's super close to that Maven. Uh, but man, uh, when you talk about lightweight, that Nikon is extremely lightweight and very small. So I guess, you know, trying to keep this quick, uh, just a kind of a wham bam type of a thing. That's our thoughts. Now, that's obviously after several months of testing, so it's not the greatest review in the world. I just don't know that um, going over something you can Google your way to, to death to find out is, is needed to be talked about. Um, so, yeah, that's 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 kind of it. Um, Leica, great optic, you know, does really well in all categories, suffers really bad, I would say, uh, in the, the warranty customer service type department. Uh, Nikon HG is great, great warranty customer service from what we've seen, haven't had to use it, but what, from what we've talked to people about as well as what we've researched. Same with Miopta. I do believe the Cabela's Euros are the same as the Miopta. So think about that. The Zeiss Conquest, kind of for a later note for the big three, it was amazing the difference between the Zeiss Conquest stepping up into uh, the higher end Zeiss kind of did a role reversal where Zeiss took more of a commanding spot in the higher end optics, um, the Vortex Razors and the Steiners, good optics, not quite there in optical clarity, not quite there in resolution and uh, low light, not quite there, uh, or excuse me, the Zeiss Vortex and Razors, not quite there, you know, with the Mavens or the Leicas, but close. And they were a little bit behind the Nikons and the Meoptis as well. So one thing I will say uh, or cover, I guess, before I got off, this is only going to be 15, 20 minutes. You know, you have to take into consideration, you know, price. Anyone that says um, e even the Mavens um, are equal to the Swarovskis or the higher end Zeiss or, or the Leica Noctavids, they're not equal. They're close, but they're not equal. I, I don't feel myself. They're also significantly less in price. So that's where you, you're really going to have to weigh it out. Is an additional fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars worth it to you for a three to five percent? I would say five is a stretch, three percent difference somewhere in there. You know that's going to be up to each person. Um, I would say you know trying to quantify it the easiest way is low light. Um, you know you get behind a set of optics uh, and you are um, e everything being equal. You're sitting on the porch and it's dark and you're looking at uh, in our case, we had things we'd set out in the woods, and you're looking at those, you're going to see a difference in light gathering, even every $1,000 binocular. There's going to be a difference in low light um, performance. One of them's going to stick out, and that, that one is a big one for hunters because obviously animals seem to always come out at low light or, or often, and so that's a big one, and Maven did kill it on that one. They did very well. Again, with the price... If Maven is is that two three percent or whatever, um, or any of these that much, is it worth a fifteen hundred to two thousand dollar price increase? That's for each person to decide. Um, I didn't get any headaches, you know, glassing long term with any of these. When I say long term, for an hour or two or three, when you start getting, that's where if you're really sensitive, especially to chromatic aberration or edge to edge clarity. You will get headaches from that. I am not overly sensitive to that. We did have other guys that use these, uh, guys and gals that use these, that did start to get headaches with some of these optics. For for example, one of my buddy's girlfriends, 
she got headaches fairly quickly uh, looking through a set of these um, where another guy didn't get headaches. Uh, well, it was with the razors where another guy um, was looking through the myoptas. He got headaches looking through the myoptas. Why that is, I'm, I'm not an optometrist. I don't know. Um, but it, it can happen. Everybody, you know, looking through these is going to see something different, may have different issues. Sometimes like a field flattener will bug some people, some people it won't. Uh, for example, with Swarovski, I prefer SLCHDs over ELs. A lot of people can't believe that, but um, the way that the, I don't go into great depth, the way that an EL is built um, it kind of makes my eyes go buggy where an SLCHD, it does not. So things to think about, but if, I mean, again, if you're going to buy an optic, um, the Maven, uh, or the Nikon is a great option. The Nikon being a little bit lighter weight, um, it, with great performance, uh, the Maven be a little heavier with even better performance and all the other ones are great optics as well. You just gonna have to look through them. So either way, that's the the down and dirty of the $1000 um optics review. We will hit other all, you know, again everything I listed in part 2, 3 and 4. Uh if you have any other questions, I mean feel free to throw them up um you know on the Instagram page or email us about these, but uh, either way, hopefully this was helpful. Uh I'm going to head to Alabama here shortly. I tried to knock this out before I could go. Wish Frank and I luck down there and we'll hit part 2, 3 and 4 when we get back.